Hi guys, I am so excited. Welcome to the first episode of season two of Cat on the Loose, the first one of the year. And I start with a bang. I admire this lady. I adore her. And I, I mean, I, I listen to every word she says and I read all of her posts and she's kind enough to be giving us this interview today all the way from bali nora wendell i hope i'm pronouncing your name right nora <laughs> yes hi everybody so excited to, be able to share with you so sweet of you all those kind words no but said. seriously it's from the bottom of my heart i've been trying to uh, schedule you for like since the beginning of season one so yeah we finally got you and so today this is like 6 30 p.m tuesday here you are a, a wednesday you're already on thursday right i'm already on thursday i'm ahead this is my 7 30 a.m on thursday and that... i can tell you about the future the future is amazing <laughs> oh yeah you know, so much abundance you feel so much love you feel inspired i love this girl oh my god and by the way before we started recording i was telling nora that that visiting bali is for sure on the very top of my bucket list so hopefully i'll make my way there soon and i actually get to meet you in person <laughs> please do anyone anyone who listens yeah. to this if you come to bali shoot me a dm on instagram and let's go and have a matcha or a coffee sounds fabulous tell you all about the <laughs> secret places to visit and things to do <laughs> amazing so um guys nara is a relationship expert for women right nara just so they understand a little bit about your background and you have been like me like a lot of girls out there unfortunately through some uh, pretty uh, bad experience bad relationships kind of abusive too right yeah you know i my tendency when i was younger so i have a little bit of like a um gypsy upbringing i was born in thailand i grew up in nepal and india and my tendency was always to go with like bad boy men so i kind of was every kind of five months living in goa which is like the party area of india and i was always having these rebellious men with tattoos uh you know i'm back with the motorbike and that continued and it wasn't until i had uh in my 30s that i had a relationship which was emotionally abusive and it was from both of us we were both kind of blackmailing each other we were we both couldn't leave the relationship we were codependent and when that ended i really thought to myself I'm following men around the world. I'm having these relationships where I'm not feeling the love and the, getting my needs met. Surely there must be a way to have healthy relationships. And that's when I started my journey of being like, okay, so nobody teaches us relationships. I certainly don't know if I know. doesn't know. How can I go on this journey to find out? How do you create a conscious, healthy relationship? And that's been my journey the last about five years. And, it, and, and it's super interesting that you said like so many incredible things, but I agree with you. First of all, it's one thing that nobody teaches us how to do. We learn a gazillion things in school, in college, blah, blah, blah. But nobody sits you down and say, look, this is right and this is wrong and this is how you do it so we really just learn through trial and error like you said and i think now i'm on this boat that you said you've been through but obviously you became an expert and i'm not of trying to learn what i accept and what i don't and that there are certain things that are non-negotiable so basically when i started telling people that i was going to interview i was bombarded with questions because 
even before the pandemic, I think I started my podcast because it was cathartic for me after everything I've been through. But once I started it, I realized that so many women out there want to talk about it. Men too. But I get tons and tons of messages from girls, especially when I have experts like you, because they're like, oh, my God, I have 10 million questions. Obviously, I can't ask all of them tonight. But uh, so I, I picked a few that I think are the most important. And then if you're willing, we can come back and ask some more. Today alone, I got like 15 more. And I was like, girls, enough. So can, like, can we get started? <laughs> please, please. All right. So the first one, like we were saying, I have been in an abusive relationship. I was married for 15 years. My husband drank. I haven't even told the story on my podcast yet. He was an alcoholic. He was very verbally abusive, but abuse is abuse, Rainara. So the question is, how do you heal? Um, is there like a formula, quote unquote? What do you recommend? How do you move forward? What, what would you say to people that have been, or even girls out there that are listening to us and are in abusive relationships? How do you get out of it? What do you do? Yeah, this, uh, I don't know if there's one specific formula I would prescribe. However, if you are in a current abusive relationship, you really need to look at, is this working for you? And if it's not, I know how scary it can be to make the decision that this is not working for me and to then leave. Now, how do you leave when you're so much in fear? You have to create your support network around you. You need your friends, you need your family. You just need everyone and to share with them, right? What I've noticed is a lot of people in abusive relationships, they keep it to themselves. They don't share so that when they want to then leave, nobody knows about it. So you have to create these like, I call it like create your pillow, your buffer of pillows around you so that you can mm. fall and that you can cry and that you can grieve and you know that you're going to be supported in that way. But Nora, you know, sometimes I understand what you're saying, but in some cases, um, if we tell people there's a lot of criticism, don't you think like many times they think they're helping, but they're like, oh, just get out. He's such an a-hole or don't do this. Why are you so stupid? Um, so many times we don't talk because uh, it's not very helpful what people have to say. Don't you think so? People love sharing their opinions. People yeah. love being heard, okay? Yeah. So then you're not telling the right people then because I, I know I have certain friends in my life who are just there for being listeners. And, they, and, and I actually approach them saying, I'm not looking for your advice and your opinion. I actually just need your support. And this is what the support would look like. So I'm very clear on the support that I need. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking to a friend that's just like, what are you doing? I've told you this a million times. That's not the right person who's going to support you because she's just going to create the, a, a bigger wound in you saying, oh, maybe I should just stay or maybe I'm stupid. And that's not what we want right here. So, and you know, going to counseling, going to therapy, then is because therapists and counselors are technically not supposed to give you their opinion they're there to help you process what you need to process so that's if you're in an abusive relationship right now and i understand how complicated how deeply fearful and scary it is if you are in this and just know that there are people out there who do want to support you and the second then is okay now you've left it okay you've left the relationship and you're like wow I'm traumatized. What do I do? You probably don't trust men anymore. Or women, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what do I do? 
Yeah. Well, I never want a relationship again, right? You're like avoidant. Yeah. And first step is always forgiveness yourself. Forgive yourself for being in it. Forgive yourself for believing in love, for being in that relationship in the first time, first instance. And also forgive your partner. I have a firm belief that every action we do is actually coming from this childhood um, conditioning, this childhood longing for love that more than likely it's an unmet emotional need from our childhood that wasn't met. And that creates our behavioral patterns as adults. Mm -hmm. So the first step is always forgiveness. And if you can look at your partner as a wounded child, that's how they're acting out, that's going to help you. You cannot move past in life if you're not willing to both forgive yourself yeah. and your partner. That, that yeah. Amazing. That is so true. So true. Now, it goes, uh, uh, this next question is from one of my single friends. She said, if I meet a guy that I really, really like, should we really play these games like a lot of girls do uh, or not? Like, you know, um, waiting hours and hours or days and days to call him back. Or if he sends a text, I'm not going to answer right away or make believe you don't like them. Do you think this works? to get the person's attention or it's just a waste of time <laughs> it's, it's it's i've actually tested this myself yes like, are the theories true is like seduction games i'm very careful about unhealthy feminine and what some people call toxic femininity and that's like manipulation and you know wanting attention for yourself because you're wanting validation yeah so i was like all right let's test it out let's not message guys but it doesn't work for me because that's not my personality i know it feels icky mine neither yeah and playing games because then i'm like if if i want to be with a man i'm very clear about it and i set my boundaries and i tell him how i want the relationship to go or the dating to go now if the man's like no then it's no, and you don't take it personally then. It's like, you have to think about what, who is the, your ideal man and how does he show up? Does your ideal man want you to play games with me, with you? Probably not. Probably okay? not, I agree and, and with you, just, yeah. I just, I just, you have to go back also, and let me just share a little bit about like the psychology of the brain and our, you know, our old reptilian brain. Men love to be providers. Men love to give for, to women, and women, you know, love receiving. They love to be taken care of. Now, yeah. there may be feminists listening to this, and I'm not denying feminism. And that's also okay. But what I see happening a lot is that men feel emasculated in their roles. They kind of don't know what role they have anymore. And and the simple thing is like. You know, men offering you a jacket or opening the door for you, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and women are just like, no, like I don't want that. I don't. Need uh, that. I personally, it's just an yeah. It makes I know. Feel good. I personally yeah. love these gestures, these old-fashioned gestures, like you said. I think uh, it, it for me it makes all the difference in the world. I completely agree with you. Uh, yeah, so, so no, pl no playing games. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I was just about to say it's like I don't think so. You don't. You, and and look at the anxiety playing games. I know you. I agree. Should I message him? <laughs> is it the right time? Okay, wait. I'm gonna set a timer, and now I'm gonna do it. I mean, is that who you want to be in the relationship? Because no. that's how you're setting it up in the beginning. I know. I completely agree with you. I'm like super upfront and and crystal clear, very open. Some of my friends think like, oh, you're too open. You just put it out there and you send these messages and you tell them how you feel. I think I prefer to be like that. Just be myself. And like you said, if somebody wants to be with me, they're going to be with me. And if they don't want to be with me, we might as well just find out, right? Sooner rather than later.
Okay, um, now it's kind of linked to this question and you were saying about the feminism, but yeah, men still, a lot of men are still very old fashioned, very conservative. And a lot of them, even if they don't show it, they have this macho behavior, you know, that they want to take charge in the relationship. So it happens not just to me, but I know I have a lot of single girlfriends here. They have the same problem with their boyfriends. Um, men have this wrong idea or they're jealous about their work or they don't accept what they do. Like in my case, I work with social media and I take photos and I do videos that are, I've had, uh, not boyfriends, but people that I dated before that it really bothered them. So the question is not just for me, for any girl out there that works, even you, ladies that work, that have successful careers, that are powerful women, how do you deal with this man that don't understand what you do? It's, yeah, being old fashioned in the, in the in new media world can prove, you know, have a lot of problems. Yeah. And I I like to just sit down and, and just explain them what I do. And if they don't agree with it again, it's, it's like I wouldn't go on another date with them because it's my life. Mm. And yes, you separate personal and business life. But nowadays, more and more, it's intertwined. So if a man doesn't understand what you do, he has to either just accept it and be like that's okay i don't understand however i want to support you and that means that you can do what you want to do i would never be with a man who says no you can't have a social media presence or no i don't want you to take photos or you can't go on a facebook live that's not supportive of me i want my man to support me in every single way so that would be my answer is explain to them what you do maybe they don't understand it maybe they have a, a false idea about it ask them what do you think I do? And if they're like, oh, that, you know, take silly photos, you're like, okay, do you know why I do it? Just question them a little bit. Try and, mm -hmm. try and see it from their perspective. This is what I teach women in relationships who have a lot of fights is that both parties think that they're always right. And you need to kind of adopt the other person's perspective to realize actually both of you are right and there's no one right. It's together you're right. So ask him what his perspective is. Why does he not like it? Is he able to still support you even though he doesn't like it? Those are the kind of questions I would ask. It's amazing that you said that because I think support should be un should be non-negotiable in a relationship. Do you agree? Like both ways. I think partners should be completely 100% supportive of each other. Well, you have to think, what is a relationship? A relationship is growth, right? You, a, a relationship without growth is stagnant, and stagnancy doesn't work in this universal world. Look at nature. Nature is always growing, changing, morphing. A relationship does the same thing. So if your relationship isn't growing, then what are you doing together? And how you grow is you work through things together. You support each other in each other's goals and desires. Yep. And you also have a shared relationship goal, a shared relationship vision where you can grow towards and that's the, the number one issue I find in, in, in women and men who have been in relationships over time who are stagnant then and who maybe focus solely on let's say they have kids together and then all the focus is on the kids and then the kids leave and then their relationship falls apart because they didn't they weren't interdependent they were so focused together on the kids yeah that when the kids they're just like oh my god who am i now now that i don't have kids in my life i've lost who i am 
and also just you know people in relationships who are so codependent they lose who they are I you know. have to have separate goals you have to have separate things that you like doing that's yeah. probably the number one um, <laughs> issue in relationships that i find is that they become so intertwined that when the relationship does end it's so devastating because you've forgotten who you actually are and what you actually like doing alone and who your friends are alone. So please make sure that you do keep a little bit of your personal identity and your own desires and your own goals. It's so amazing that you said that ladies out there, listen up. We have to have our own lives, our own interests, our own work our own hobbies we cannot make any man in the world the center of our universe right nora well, totally. you, can't, you, can't, you can you can you can but it's not a good idea you can and it may lead to extreme devastation when yeah. that man is no longer in your life so are you willing to go there yes it may be amazing and it feels you know nre new relationship energy the first three to six months everything is in the honeymoon phase yeah. your whole life revolves around each other I and know. then something happens because the chemicals in the brain they stop producing and then it's reality why do you think for you know six months to one year the most divorces look at the celebrity divorces they get married instantaneously have huge weddings and then they year later they're divorced because the chemical the love chemical in the brain stops <laughs> producing and real relationship works happens between three to six months usually after six month mark and that's when you're like okay do i really want to be with this person can we grow through this together oh that's so nice so what would you say for people out there that have dated so many of the wrong people and they're frustrated and they're like i can't do this anymore there is hope for everyone or do you think we should just give up at some point there are so many people discouraged right now <laughs> yeah totally it's time to look at yourself because if you keep attracting the wrong kind of man that means you have some inner work to do there's some sort of childhood wounding there's some sort of unmet emotional need that you have in you that's repeating this pattern of the wrong men being attracted to you so i would be looking at what happened in my childhood um, around my beliefs around men how did my father figure show up or my main you know care male care caretaker how did he show up what was my relationship to him what what is my neediness okay so everybody wants love that is the foundation we all yeah. want to be loved and how am i going about getting that love what kind of man do i keep on attracting make a list of those qualities and then you have to go back to your past experiences because the brain works on past experiences mm. the brain can't predict the future it goes always to a past memory mm -hmm. so then you look at what happened in the past where i was just like it's safe to be with this type of man because that's the brain works on safety too and that's why you keep attracting that same man even though it's not what you want the brain's like, oh, this kind of man is safe. And you're like, why do I keep attracting this unhealthy, toxic man? Go back to your past experiences, be like, why? What is my needs here? What is not being met? Why do I think it's safe? And then you have to train your brain to understand that something new is actually safer. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is very powerful. And I mean, I will take this advice to heart because i know that some that i i've had a pattern of attracting bad people and you are right usually the answers are within us it's not like completely the other person's fault 
This is amazing. So much information. I can't believe it. I have 10 gazillion more questions and we're almost out of time. Let me see. Let me pick another one. Do you think, uh, two girls ask the same question. So let's pick this one. Do you think we can have it all? A great career, make good money, be independent, and also have a wonderful, loving, supportive partner? Or do we need to give something up? <laughs> First of all, I'm going to ask you, who told you that you can't have it all? Who told well, you that? Was it society? Was it your parents? Was it your friends? Because that's just a limiting belief to think you can't have it all. So you have to look at yourself and be like, what is it? We have these either or. I can either have a happy marriage or I can have a successful career, right? I can either have kids or, you know, whatever it is, look at your beliefs where you're like, I can only do either or, and just know it's not true. And how do you know then it's not true? I always say, go find real world examples. Mm -hmm. Go online and go into it. You know, if you want to be a successful, uh, you know, CEO with amazing family, Google it. Be like, who has that? Just to prove to your brain again that it is possible. Mm -hmm. Because truly anything is possible. So just look at who told me that it wasn't possible. What do I want to believe? What can I see out there in reality that it is actually true? And then be like, okay, all right, she can do it. I can do it too. That's fantastic. I'm so happy you said that because I agree with you. I think, and I even made a tattoo of that, believe it or not, that we are our only limit. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. <laughs> Nora, I have 10 million more questions for you. So I'm going to have to ask you to come back for a second episode. <laughs> In the meantime, uh, we haven't even reached, like, we, we, we didn't even do uh, half of the questions I have here, but your content is so rich. People get super interested. In the meantime, if somebody wants to talk to you more, you offer courses, right? Yeah, I have a, a, few, a few different courses. Um, I'm currently in launch for my uh, course called Conscious Communication for Couples, and that's for women in relationships. Uh -huh. I've got an upcoming course, which is, uh, you know, Heal, Heal Your Heartbreak, how do you kind of get back to who you are after a relationship has ended. And then I'll ha I have another course, which is all about magnetizing your man. So how do you prepare yourself and how do you get ready for the man of your dreams to come into your life? And then I have a whole bunch of other courses. I also do one-on-one uh, one-on-one uh, one -on -one coaching just send me a dm honestly the easiest is just start chatting to me i love talking to people it's all i'm a relationship coach i love <laughs> building relationships with anybody who wants to chat to me yeah. you want to come to bali come to bali i mean <laughs> You know, I run retreats in Bali. I want to come to Bali. Bali. By the yeah. way, speaking of Bali, you said that things there are pretty nice, right? Not as panicky. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we do wear masks when we go out. But yeah. You know, it, there's no lockdown. Mm -hmm. We live in nature. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, the beach is open. It's, 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 it's a great life here. Sounds fantastic. So, guys, if you want to go to Bali, make sure you say hi to Nora. If you cannot go to Bali, in the meantime, um, her Instagram is at Nora Wendell. I'm going to put it here. It's, she's there on my Instagram too. I'm going to do a post about this podcast. I'm going to drop it right away because Cat on the Loose is not edited. There is no, we, we don't cut anything off. We don't fix it. It is what it is. So I'm going to drop it right after Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and eight more platforms. Nora Wendell, thank you so much. You're fantastic. I wish we could chat for like another hour, but hopefully you will come back for another episode. <laughs>
Oh, you are oh, amazing. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful Thursday you. and we'll talk to yeah. you soon. Bye, guys.